Welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show, presented by Hugh Hattrick. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share our shows to get the latest motor racing news, interviews, and motoring stories. Hello viewers, you're watching the Car Sim and Race Driver Show. Make sure you subscribe, and also subscribe to Super GT, because that's my channel, and it's almost as good as this one. Welcome. You're watching and listening to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show, and it's a very special show this week because we have none other than Super GT Steve Alvarez Brown. Hello, Steve. How are you today? Hello, Hugh. Yeah, really good. Thank you. Um, hope all your listeners are very well too, and hopefully you're doing well yourself. Yes, yes. Well, I always do an awful lot better when I have you on the show um, because my listeners go up by the thousands, so which is, which is <laughs> great. Um, but no, it's fantastic to have you on the show. Um, and we've, you've got a special, really, really time to congratulate you because you've just gone over 200,000 subscribers. Um, well done. And how does it feel? It must be brilliant. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all come around really rather quick, actually, because I think 100 was... Um, about eight months ago. Yeah. Um, so, now, you know, it took me uh, seven years to get to 100, and yeah. then it took me seven months to get another 100. Yeah. So it's all been a re really quick um, growth recently, but, yeah, just really happy with um, how the channel's been going recently, the, the, the amount of people tuning in to the, view, uh, to the videos, to the live streams. So, yeah, couldn't be happier with, with, how, it's going, with how it's going at the moment. Ah, super. I remember when, when I uh, first uh, interviewed you in October, I think you had 140,000 uh, subscribers. And in, in January, when we did our, our second one, um, it was up to 170,000. And then so now to get to 200,000 and already go over that is absolutely brilliant. So what do you think has been the key to your success and just getting these numbers up and getting so, um, you know, you, 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 there's a lot of funness out there for you, for sure. What do you think uh, it's been? Yeah, I, well, I think one of the main things, um, well, one, one part of it is um, the, the karting videos, which I've started introducing to the channel. So I've always done karting since I was 10 years old. Mm. I, I've posted some videos to a second channel for a while. But then I thought, let's do some commentary on them. A lot yeah. of people ask for that. Let's, let's commentate over the top of it and put them on the main channel. And I did that, and then one of the videos got, I think it's 160,000 views. Yeah. So that that's just taken, it's just added another dimension to the channel because it kind of shows there's, there's simulated racing, there's gaming. There's also some real life racing on the channel too. So I think it's just having that nice balance between all three. So that it's kind of just, it set the channel in sort of a nice tone with yeah. sort of a broader spectrum of, of racing, not just games, but real life as well. Yeah, uh, just to mention that incredible karting video that you did, um, you started off near the back of the field. Um, I think it was just because of the way that the lines had been drawn, wasn't it? It was a non-qualifying, yeah. you just did it. It was a random random turn up and kind of, and you have different starting grids. Um, and you'd got yourself about, oh, 13 or 14 overtakes in the first lap. Um, it was magnificent to watch. And for any of our, our listeners and viewers, if you haven't seen that video, I would strongly recommend you go and watch that um, because it really was a brilliant race and, and you went on to do extremely well. Um, I won't tell the, our viewers and listeners what happened. They need to watch the video to see what happened. Um, but uh, but it's, it must, I mean, do you find that because you're doing so much sim racing, when you finally get out on the, on the go-kart track, you're just ready, fired up to, to kind of put everything you've got into practice? I think in a way, yeah, I think um, 
as much as I, lo I love, you know, playing Gran Turismo and all the games every day, um, I do want to just get out there on the proper real track and just do it for real. It, it is a better feeling doing it yeah. uh, on a real circuit. But, um, but yeah, those races were, were, were really good, really good fun. And as you say, yeah, the reason why a lot of people are asking, why did you start at the back? So you have like two, you have two races yeah. and they average your starting position. So one will be, at, if you're on f first on one of them, you'll start dead last on the, on the other one. So it averages out. Yeah, yeah. So I just happened to be at the back on that one. Um, but I suppose um, just doing so much racing, um, I race maybe once a month in real life. Ah. And, you know, every day, uh, pretty much on, on the console. So yeah. it just keeps your mind sharp. You're always, um, yeah. you know, making decisions, um, keeping your reaction time sharp, um, not feeling pressure. So um, I was on Gears and Gasoline. There's another YouTube yes, channel. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And they ask very similar questions about does gaming help you in real life? Mm. And in many ways it does. It doesn't make you like really quick as such, but it just makes you more mentally focused, make less mistakes. Yeah. So there is definitely an overlap like from the gaming going on to the, the real life racing. Yeah. And you did, was it, did you take part in a 24-hour race as well, wasn't it? That was one of your, uh, was it a university race or something? It was a, or organised, it was a championship thing that you did. So, yeah, Buckmore Park do a 24-hour a car race and the WTF1 guys, um, so it's media outlet to cover, yeah. uh, a lot of motorsport, but mostly Formula 1, yeah. um, they got a team together of sort of content creators, YouTubers, so mm -hmm. the likes of Jimmy Broadbent, Tim McMarduk, yeah. There's about eight of us in total. And um, we won the clubman class. So there's a pro class, clubman class. Our team was a mix of some experienced guys who have oh. done a lot of karting and some like novices who have never done it before. So we were in the clubman class. Um, I was only there for half the day because mm. um, I had to go to that university. Right, afterwards. So you were raising the next. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so... I, yeah, I was doing my stint, finished at 11pm, stayed around for another hour and then went home and then I was up at 5am to go to another track. So it was a really busy weekend, but I, I enjoyed it. And yeah. it was really good that kart race, the, um, the 24 hour, just to get together with a load of content creators, just to, you know, you can discuss, um, just being able to discuss our job because not many people can understand what it's like yeah, yeah. to kind of do this uh, job. But um, yeah, it was a really good race, really enjoyable, good to meet everyone. And it looked a lot of fun. It looked a lot of fun. And I think, was it Jimmy Broadbent? I don't think he had actually done much karting before, you were saying. I, think. Or, or yeah, I don't think he'd actually done any. Really? Possibly a tiny bit. I, yeah. I don't think he'd actually done any before. Yeah. And certainly not in the sort of competitive nature that it was on that day because it was really, there were some really good drivers there. Oh. And being Britain, it was rainy. It was very wet. It was possibly the hardest conditions because it was yeah, slick, yeah. slick tires Aye. on a wet track. And go-karts are lethal like that, isn't yeah, it? Exactly, yeah. Spin and, um, if you break too early or break too late or too hard going into a bend, isn't it? You're going into that hairpin one and the, your car's just going straight on. It just isn't going around the corner. So, uh, you know, fair play to these guys because um, given that they've never done it before, they came in in the hardest possible conditions and they actually did really well.
Yeah, I think it must be something else to do a go kart track at night because it's, it's you know it's you know you don't really get much protection in a go kart, isn't it? You just got your you really your suit and that's it. You're in the in the in the kind of environment, um, and it's windy and it's and it's if it's cold, you're going to feel it. It's going to really kind of take it out of you. Um, to do that kind of stuff. It was quite interesting watching it when they did the night section as they lit up the whole track. Um, but there were lots of shadows and other bits, so you could easily lose concentration and, and find yourself probably spinning off and things. But uh, it was great to watch. So yeah, it's, hard, it's hard enough, you know, like during the middle of the day when it's sort of nice temperature. It's hard enough then just to concentrate for an hour or two hours. Yeah. But then to do that at 2 a.m. in the morning for a two-hour stint, you know, yeah. that's, that's when you're really earning your money as a racing driver. Well, I mean, in a kart race like that, oh, yeah, yeah. money, but, um, let's say like in Le Mans 24 hour, yeah, yeah. two hours at two in the morning. Yeah. So that's, that's the real difficulty. Um, where you got tiredness, it's dark, you can't see anything. Uh, um, it feels a bit more lonely cause there's not as much crowd watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the hard part. Definitely. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was great to watch. And I have to say it looks, Fantastic fun in Buckmore Park. Looks like an amazing circuit. I've never been down there, um, but it does look brilliant. And it was very bumpy. I mean, I noticed from your go-karting footage, it's really just how much you were, you know, the cart really was shaking over these bumps. So you, you'd feel it. That'd be pretty fit to, you know, to keep going and, and, uh, and obviously drive properly um, when, it's, when it is such a bumpy circuit. Yeah, but, it is a very bumpy track, and you do have to use a lot of the curbs mm-hmm. to really, like, maximise your lap time. Because uh, yeah. you were right out on the sides, weren't you? You really kind of using everything to get the best drive yeah. at the corner. That, uh, you, you feel it the next day let me tell you um, so I did that 24 hour kart race then I was at the university one the next day had to drive two hours each way to get there so goodness I spent so much time in behind a wheel of some sort <laughs> either driving to a track or racing at the track by the time I came home I think I slept for like 12 hours straight away I bet yeah because it does knock you out yeah yeah it really does uh, if ever you're, by the way, if ever you're in Lanzarote, there's a phenomenal outdoor go-kart track in Lanzarote. I mm-hmm. went there back in 1993 and it's literally at the face of a volcano. So if wow. you go, they might not find you for a few thousand years. <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of, but it's brilliant. We went there in 1993 and they had all these kind of Senna posters and, and now it'll have Alonso posters and so on. Um, but it was up on the top of the hill and it kind of went down. And you can see it on Google. You can get it on Google, on Google Maps and things. Um, and it's the most, it's a brilliant, brilliant circuit. It just goes down to these kind of crevices and it comes back up the hill on these hairpins and things. And we had great racing up there. Um, and uh, But some of the tracks are across, across the globe. There's a brilliant uh, go-kart track in Benidorm, I believe, I saw it when I went there once uh, as we came in on the bus and it was like a glistening tarmac that only the kind of Spanish circuits are like. So it looked amazing, but uh, there's some fantastic go-kart tracks out there. And I think it's the best way for people who are not um, gotten into motorsport that much or, you know, they can't afford to do like a, a race day, but they could do a go-kart event. It's just a wonderful way of getting into motor racing and seeing what it's actually like to drive something that's really kind of, it reacts so quickly to your input um, and you've got to be aware of what's going on. But uh, all right, so no, that's that is 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 something. So, what would you say? We'll we'll, we'll move on now to some of the races that you've been doing recently, because you know you've been doing FIA races. Yeah. Um, what would you say have been some of your best races over the last few months that have made a big impact, or you feel you've made a lot of progress on? Oh yeah, that's a good question. Well, I would say that just overall, um, since since moving to the wheel on Gran Turismo uh, in January. Mm. Um, I've had a lot of much better races than what I've ever had before. So I think I'm better now at the game than I've ever been. Yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the best way to measure it often is um, by looking at 
the, the the score that I get. So the FIA races, you you get um, a score at the end of each race based on. We got cut off there, um, but uh, yeah. So you were saying that's one of your you're improving all the time. Races are getting better, um, and and uh, yeah, and and you're getting incredibly fast times because I noticed on that the. Um, the race from last week, which was at Brands Hatch in the old Formula One cars from the 19 or the early 80s, and you were doing like 111.2s or very, very quick times. Um, and that was a really, really hard car to drive as well, um, and very, very close uh, races. Did you find that that was quite, quite good fun because you were right up there? I really struggled with that car. Um, I, I really found it so hard to drive because um, yes, it was in an 80s F1 car, it was, yeah. it was a very so sort of pure driving experience, but it was really difficult to string. To, I think it's a 15 lap race. It was really difficult. Uh, I found it so mentally taxing just to drive that car. I think something like a GT car, a modern GT car, I'm very comfortable. Yeah. But when you go, when you start going to these classic cars, I, I'm all over the place, but I think uh, I finally got the hang of how to drive that car because you have to really smooth and use the correct gears through the corners. Yeah, that's where I was going. I couldn't get under a one fourteen, and to be fair, I only had about twenty minutes practice to try and get a better time. But I think I was going in too low a gear, and I noticed you were going in, in in a much higher gear, and that must have been keeping the car more steady or something right out of the corners and things. Because it was, it was like the power would suddenly just come on, and it would yeah, the the car is so much turbo lag, uh, and and just so much power in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, that if you yeah, throw it in a low gear, it would just spin the wheels too much. So. Yeah. And also the gear shifts were too long and clunky. So uh, uh, minimise the amount of gear shifts. So just hang, yeah, hanging around in a higher gear um, just, just seemed to help both of those things. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so do you have um, big plans for the, the summer? Are you going to go to any big special events and things to, um, to have a go in racing and things or, or to see any big events? Um, well, this Sunday I'm going to um, Brands Hatch to oh, watch right. the blank pan so you, you know david peril he's been on the show yes yeah, um, yeah. Last he, week. He's on sunday um it's my local circuit as well so i can just go down there it's quite easy to get there ah. and yes i'll be watching him um i'll be watching the whole event of course ah. um in terms of sort of the gaming events because most years i kind of go to a couple of events each year so for forza uh, esports championships i'm normally going somewhere um they haven't revealed their plans for this year and maybe Try to get to one of the Gran Turismo events. All right, uh-huh. yeah. Um, either as a qualifier myself or just as some sort of media in some yeah. way. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, um, there's no real plans other than my karting championships, I suppose. Mm. Um, I know when all the dates for that is uh, or are. I suppose a good event which I'm going to, which people um, may well be looking forward to, because a lot of people like the karting videos. I'm going to Spa. Um, All yeah. right. Um, in pretty much, well, three weeks' time, end of, end of May. All right. Uh-huh. So uh, Club 100 do a like a two-day sort of mini championship, so teams of three or four. Uh-huh. Um, so it's a mix of sprint races, like 25-minute race, and then a couple of one-hour race, a couple of three-hour races. Yeah. So it's a real mix of racing, good weekends. Um, should be able to get some on-board footage from that and uh, have uh-huh. a couple of videos for it. 
Yeah. Well, that sounds exciting. I'm, I'm going to see David Perel uh, in, at Silverstone the week after. Uh, week okay. Um, it's uh, managed to get there courtesy of Renault. Um, so it's uh, yeah. So I'm going to go down and, and watch the race there, and, and uh, hopefully drive a couple of Renaults at the same time. Um, it should be good fun. But uh, yeah, it'll be good to see that the Blancpain GT Championship is a good one to watch, and uh, David Perel is, is quite popular and doing rather well. So um, mm. it's uh, I know that was that was the kind of series that you would I think were saying before you'd quite like to try and do or some of that or although you're, you like them all as well and, and that kind of racing um, uh, or that, that kind of series but uh, it's great when you can get obviously people like yourself who are, are you know big on the simulators but you can also see them in action racing too so I'm sure in the next wee while we'll see you doing that um, in, a, in, a, in a real car and see what it's all what it's all like but I mean it's, I remember was it Top Gear a few years ago um, they had Clarkson and they had uh, Hammond and me and they all had to go racing it was, it was one of these very small circuits down south it was for the price of a a golfing membership. Um, Lydon Hill, I think that was. Yeah, Lydon Hill, yeah. And it looked yeah. amazing, actually. I mean, is that something you'd ever think, you know, just for, if you could arrive and drive and just have a go and see what... See you know what? I think, yeah, I think it's not too bad of an, of an idea because you can kind of pick up the cars quite cheap, maybe like yeah. a, a few thousand at most. Yeah. And then, yeah, just... And Lydon Hill's not too far away from me. I could just go down there, have, have a bit of fun. Aye, and, aye. Um, it's, it's something on my radar, you know, just some sort of car motorsport. But I'm yeah. at the moment just trying to gauge the right thing to do. Yes, yeah, that's the thing. Have you got your racing license? Have you got, like, have you done uh, one of those things, you know, when you have to qualify to get a racing license? You can do them at, um, like, Silverstone and places like that. Uh, at the moment, no. So I don't really have any car experience. That's the thing. Um, no. There is, there is a couple, there are a couple of things I've been looking at. So, in the Club 100 Championship I'm doing this year in carts, one of the prizes is to get a test day in a Ginetta. Oh, wow. There's also this want to race, um, I don't know, a scheme or uh, there's this thing called want to race where you enter, you can qualify at your cart, local cart track and then you go to, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's, it's quite far north, near Leeds, I think. Uh. You drive around in a Ginetta and then they... Um, with an instructor and then they kind of grade you mm-hmm. go through to a final yeah. and then the winner gets a, a funded season in genetics so it's, it's something like that which yeah. you could be looking at just have a go see, see if it works out yeah. um, and I if, just, if I don't get it it's all good fun good experience in a car yeah I wonder if he entered a competition all but 10 or 12 years ago and it was for the Renault Clio's um, and they had to go to a number of different circuits, and he, he did quite well in the qualifying. But he ended up um, becoming an airline pilot, so he couldn't quite um, mm-hmm. do the, um, um, fulfill on the on the final part. But um, I watched him at Silverstone and a few other places, um, and it was great fun because um, they all thought they all turned up, uh, and they all thought they were going to be driving this Renault Clio racing car. And they were they did eventually get to that, um, but then they thought they were had to run. They had to, so they all had to be quite fit because they had, they got them running around the track, um, and they were told to bring trainers and obviously fitness stuff. Um, so they'd be wearing the appropriate attire. Um, but they really trained them hard because obviously these guys that are running the championship, they want them to make sure that they are getting the right kind of people who are actually going to have the, you know, the fitness and the, the mental ability as well to, to compete properly. Um, but it's amazing now that these series can do that. I mean, obviously you had the GT Academy um, things like that. Um, I was speaking to uh, Martin Grady on Saturday, and he was saying he was, he was part of that in 2013, um, the GT Academy, and they could, they could get to drive all sorts of cars like the Nissan, GTR and then he also had to drive a Nissan Juke I think it was and some other cars had a real like, different challenges in each one um, but that might be something that would, would I don't know if that would, would that appeal to you to try and do one of these days when they have to 
you know, drive lots of different cars and eventually you might get into something quite special um, where you could end up doing a race for them. Sure thing. I mean, I'm, I'm just happy to, to get behind the wheel of anything, really. Uh, um, I'm not, I wouldn't be too fussy. Uh, if there's any opportunity going, um, why not give it a go and see what, see what we can get? Yeah. Well, we've got lots of American listeners as well and viewers. So if, if there's any big, rich billionaires in America who are watching just now, you've got your man there, Super GT, ready to take up a seat in one of your race cars and see how you get on. Um, but uh, it's, it's brilliant fun. It's amazing how the technology and how motorsport has just gone into this new era um, of sim drivers and, uh, and just the way they can be go, you know, you can contest how good you are and, and, uh, and then you're out there before you know it, driving real cars and in some great races. Uh, There's, um, is it Brendan Lee, the F1? He's um, the champion of F1 eSports. Yes. Yeah. He, uh, he started his real life racing career yeah. um, last month. Yeah. I think he finished fourth in one of his in his first race, or one of I don't know how many races there were on his first weekend, but yeah. he did finish quite high up uh-huh. races, and it it kind of shows you. I think um, you know if if you're on a if you've grown up playing a sim or a game, yeah, you you probably have some passion for racing. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter which way in that you go, um, you know, or not everyone can afford kart racing. It can get expensive. Mm. Um, but as long as you've got the, the passion for racing, then it, it doesn't matter which, which route you take in, you, you, you can still do well. Yeah. I always remember watching my mate, John, who um, did a, a race. He got his racing license at Silverstone way back in 2007. And I know that the, the course at the time cost about £6,000 um, for four days. But I came down to kind of watch to see what it was like. And it was fantastic. And we, we actually did the course with, um, not Jan Magnussen, but his son. What's his name? The one who's... Kevin, yeah, he, he was in, there were two classes that did it at the same time, and they were using the Stowe circuit. Uh, John was in one, and uh, Kevin Magnuson was in the other, in the other class, um, and he actually had to go away early, but they were all, the ones in his group, they were all getting banned, um, because they were all crashing, and cheating, and doing all sorts of things, yeah. that they weren't allowed to. Um, but we met, we met young Magnuson, his father, who was there, um, and because uh, they had a scale electric set in Silverstone, kind of like, um, kind of uh, reception area, and so they were all playing that whenever they went in the cars, and they were extremely good at that, um, but then they went out to race, and uh, my mate John, he got, uh, he qualified, um, I think it was fifth, and he got up to third on his first race, and then he started 11th on his second race, and he, fit, he got up to about fourth or fifth, so he did, it was really good fun, because they were, they were proper um, single-seater racing cars, there was no semi-automatic boxes, it was all proper shifting, um, and they really had to, they worked them hard over the four days, um, but they learned a huge amount, um, and then at the end of the day, they came away with a license and then two, um, two clean uh, races. That's the whole idea. If they, if they crashed, then they wouldn't get the license on yeah. the, the end of it. So it's quite, it is very, very strict. Um, but it's, it's good. But I know you, you can do those kind of courses, I think, anywhere in the country. that has a, a number of racetracks, I think, that organise that. Because we've got it, Not Kill in Scotland. Um, they do, you can do it for a lot less, to be fair. Um, obviously, not quite the same choice. But you, still get, you can still get races and you get your racing licence if you're able to drive up to the standards uh, and things like that, which is, is always fun. But, um, so yeah, so, well, it's, it's certainly, to get back to Gran Turismo, um, mm-hmm. there's obviously lots of big championship events, FI races, things like that. Do you feel that the, the, the game is going in the right direction? Because in the last wee while, there's been quite a lot of complaints about the penalty system, you know, like random penalties when you push something, if somebody pushes you off, um, you can find that the, um, that the person who's gone off gets the penalty and the other person who caused it gets nothing. Um, how do you find that at the moment? Because I know it's been a subject that's been coming up quite a bit. Yeah, I think since the game came out, 
the penalty system has been like slowly getting better and better and better. Yeah. And yeah, I've noticed in the last maybe month or so that it's maybe got a little bit worse just in the last month. Yeah. And these penalties where someone spins off and on the way off, they hit someone. Yeah. And that person they hit on the way off gets a penalty because the game thinks, oh, You've, they've made contact and then they've gone off therefore the other person caused it yeah that's happened to me a few times I mean it happened yesterday a couple of times yeah I've seen it in some um, of your races it's a random yeah, um, and actually there was a really good example um, I, I can't remember the name but it happened in the America's Nations Cup and I think it cost someone a spot at one of the, the uh, real life events because really? uh, they're coming through 130R at Suzuka one guy gets loose on the curb, spins, yeah. and then on his way off, hits the other guy who's coming through, who's done nothing wrong. Yeah, it's penalty. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was none of their fault. They, it just made an honest mistake, spun on the curb. He tried to get past, they touched a bit, yeah. and then that penalty lost him some positions, and then therefore, whatever he needed to get into that event. So, the penalty system, yeah, it... It works a lot of the time, but there are these examples which seem to be increasing recently where um, people who are going off, who are spinning off, make contact with someone on the way off and then yeah. pen- the other person gets a penalty for it. Yeah. So they do need to sort that out. Aye, aye. And going on to, to Forza, because that's your other kind of big gaming um, you know, yeah. on, your, on, your, on your channel. Um, how do you find that? Because I know you, were, you did a video recently that had the new penalty system. Um, has that been quite a big success for you? And do you think that's going in the right direction as well? It's definitely, it's definitely a big step in the right direction. It needs work at the moment. So at the moment, it's only uh, corner cutting. So nothing to do with contact. So you, know, you could still push people off and you won't get any <laughs> repercussions for that at the moment. Yeah. But it is a step in the right direction. It's not quite perfect, but it is only the beta stage at the moment. So um, mm. just trying to get the fine tuning down. It is really difficult though. I mean, Gran Turismo has shown that it's so hard to get a system that works. Yeah. yeah. Of the time, every time. Correct. Even in real life events. Yeah. Yeah. With human stewards, it's still really hard to get everything exactly correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just so difficult, but um, yeah, it's definitely a step in the right direction. And I think uh, the Falls of Racing Championship this year, there's not been any announcement on what it is. Mm-hmm. yet on the schedule or anything um by the uh, last two years it would have they w- we would have known by now this point of the year what's going on but i think they want to wait for this system to kind of work uh, uh, first, and then they'll because yeah. maybe they want to use that system on the esports championship just yeah. to streamline it a little bit but um yeah it's a step in the right direction and hopefully maybe by fours eight when that comes out maybe uh it'll be it'll be perfect yeah, I mean, I, I, I was um, heeding your advice because in one of your recent videos, you were saying that you know you're basically trying to you know to, to get your DR and SR up um, a bit. You need to really stay out of trouble as much as possible, and without jumping out of the way from people that are kind of either that are not as fast as you. Uh, you know, you want to try and be as, as competitive as you can be. But I was in the the Honda race, which was last week. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it was that Honda S10. It was a tiny little car and the Toyota Expressway. It took about three minutes to get round or whatever it was. Um, yeah. That circuit. But it was actually quite fun. I thought, it's not normally a race I would try. Um, but I thought, I'll go. And I started 10th. I didn't do any qualifying. Um, I just kind of went in it in 10th. Um, and I ended up winning the race. I couldn't believe it. 
I am, and it's something because everyone, I, I was literally, I was watching the video in front of, of people just smashing into each other and they're all getting penalties. And somehow I managed to miss, there were, there were a whole bunch of them that all crashed at one corner and I just, they were shadowing out. Um, or, um, but I thought quite, because most of the time you go over a shadow and then of course it reappears and you get yeah. a massive penalty and a huge crash. Um, but for once I actually managed to win the race um, and I couldn't believe I'd come from 10th to, to actually win it. Um, and these funny little cars, um, but literally because they were sideswiping each other. And for quite a while there was one, two in front, sideswiping all the way through the tunnel and not one got a penalty. <laughs> I thought, you know, and you're just trying to stare at their way and eventually they all went wide and, you know, you get through. But I was quite surprised that, because they were pretty kind of pretty aggressive. Um, and I thought if I had done even touch someone, I'd get like a 10 second penalty. Um, and then, you know, and they got away with the whole thing. But so it's obviously, I don't know if it was maybe lagging or something was happening, but um, it can make a difference. But I was quite, I was kind of amazed when I went through A without a penalty and actually won, won the race. Um, but uh, so it can be quite fun. Um, have there been any particular races that have, that have made you really kind of amused? Because obviously I know you did that very funny intro recently for one of your for the FIA races, but you do have some quite funny events that happen in your videos. Um, oh, just trying to look through my list of videos here, specific examples. So, I mean, um, there have been some interesting ones. I think one of the, the weird ones was, um, there's one called uh, Death Chicane is Back. Oh, so yeah, yeah, that one was a good one. LMP1 cars at Dragon Trail. Oh, yes, I remember that, yeah. Flying through that chicane, which is hard enough in a slower car. Yeah. Um, yeah these cars have so much downforce that it, maybe it's a bit better to go through there. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, that, that was an interesting race because I did no preparation, did yeah. zero practice, nothing. Started, I think it was one from last. Yeah. And myself and the guy in last, we came through from last and second to last all the way to fourth and fifth i think it was ah. interesting because I, it was kind of like what you described um in that other race of just just yeah. clear of everything people were hitting the wall getting penalties and i sort of just didn't really do anything spectacular but just slowly avoided everything and just got my way through I had a really clean race ah. just you, if you can just be clean and avoid trouble yeah. a lot of the time that is enough You've had some incredible clips. I remember seeing one recently of you were driving through from the back of the field to the front and people were flying off everywhere. There were cars shadowed out and you just managed to get the perfect line in between to miss them all. And even ones that you had to kind of go through the shadows, they, they stayed shadowed. So you kind of, you managed to get through and you came up to a number, a number of places in one go. It's, it must be, it's very satisfying when you, when you can get through that and you think I'm still in one piece. And yeah, exactly. I think for me as well, often qualifying lets me down. My sort of one lap pace, just go and do one lap as quick as possible. It, that's where I'm lacking a little bit. Therefore, I'm a bit further back on the grid than what I sh perhaps could be. Yeah. Um, but then my race pace, race knowledge, race strategy um, helps. So I'm, I'll say that's a strength. So I can normally move forward and avoid trouble and just be clean and consistent. So... Um, qualifying lets me down, but then the race normally things uh, come good there. Uh, no, it's uh, well, it's, it's always great fun watching you coming through the field and and uh, these amazing battles um, and things like that because it's you know that's what we, we that's what we love to see and also you're very very funny 
commentary and you describe how things happen and he just he just randomly goes off off into the shadow realm um, and <laughs> things like that which is brilliant I'm sure I, I'm going to make a t-shirt for that I've got a proposal yeah. for you for that one because that, that has to surely go on a t-shirt or a mug at some point um, but uh, you know that's one of the things that uh, that you do but um, but it's also it's quite funny because you just see you, you were coming around one one corner and uh, someone was just randomly in the wall and was just sitting there so obviously they've either they've lagged out or something's happened um, and they've crashed out so they're always exciting with different things happening and, and you obviously you're in the top tier of racing so we're we, I can laugh because I think well, if it happens in the top tier then it, it will happen in my races yeah. yeah you know things just randomly people don't even start the race and they're still there the next lap you know and they're kind of you're trying to avoid them um but uh, I had one race the other day where someone was going the wrong way around the track trying to, <laughs> try to get people so it was obviously someone wasn't happy at mm. something but uh, no there are there are some uh, quite funny things that happen it's um so I suppose with, uh, there have been rumors that this Gran Turismo 7 is on its way um, I'm not sure if it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be this year, but maybe, maybe, maybe next year, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know if you've heard any more. Is uh, you'll be more in the know than I am, certainly. Um, to be honest, I think it's just at the moment. It's just a rumor. I don't really know anything. Um, I'd imagine we'd have to wait till e, um, until E3, which is, is yeah. next month. I think that's normally where all the big things get get announced. Uh, um, I'd be really surprised if something came out this year. I, I think next year at the earliest yeah but yeah I can say- seven came out that'd be that'd be good um i never played five or six mm-hmm. but, um i like the single player aspect of the gran turismo games i've always liked that yeah you know, gran turismo one to four um hopefully they can get that in there but also sort of keep the online element that sport has yeah, built up. So, good. so yeah, yeah gran turismo seven could be a very very good game yeah um, well, the rumor is that we're going to have a new a new PlayStation as well, isn't it? That PlayStation Five is yeah. on its way, um, and that so they think they might bring out a game for the start of that, so that they've got the maximum um, kind of uh, amount of time to, to obviously meet the, the sales back from it. Um, because I mean, the thing is, when you get a new console, you want to have games that are kind of not just compatible, but make most use of the power of the machine, isn't it? To yeah. make it even better. But I think Grand Turismo looks very, very realistic now. I think it's fantastic. The, especially the intro shots and, and when you get out there racing, it's, I think it's, um, it puts it into a really good uh, sphere of, of improvement um, when you have, uh, when, you, when, you, when, it, when the grandstands look real, the track looks real and, and, uh, and even like North Slifer and that, it, it looks like you can see all the, all the, all the stuff that's been written on a tarmac and you can actually read the words and it's not blurred out yeah. and, um, no, it's it's pretty good. It's um, so you must be quite excited at you know how the games are getting better, and uh, you're getting because you know you, you did well, the rally one recently, wasn't it? It was um, was it dirt rally you did? Then it came out a couple yeah, of dirt months. Yeah, rally two. Yeah. Yeah, and and you did pretty well on that. Um, is it? Do you have any? Are you looking forward to any other particular titles? Do you think Formula One 2019 will be worth a shot when it comes out? Yeah, I will be definitely playing it. It's not normally a series that I focus on too much, despite loving Formula One. Yeah, yeah. I normally play that game too much. I've always found it difficult to play because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. the physics are are very sort of floaty. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I need loads of feel, but I feel like I can't feel the car. Yeah. Um. So I have a problem with just playing the game in general. But I will definitely be getting it and seeing what I can do with it. But apart from that, I mean, I can't. I'm just try, I'm struggling to think right now of games that are coming out because I think Forza. Normally, that's that would be coming out this year, but um, I'm pretty sure they're waiting until next year to release it. So ah. that'd be Forza 8, presumably. If we're going to hear something very soon, I think on the 7th of May, they are doing a big release about something, uh, about the next Forza game. 
All right. interesting oh. to hear. Yeah. But, um, yeah, apart from F1, um, I mean, there's a MotoGP game coming out. I think I might give that a go. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not really a motorbike person, but mm. give it a try, see what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. And, um, there, was yeah. A, there was a go-karting one that came out last year, wasn't there? there was, I'm sure it was some new go-karting game. Yeah, um, Cartcraft. Cartcraft. And yeah. th- that's... I think there's li- there's literally two people working on that game. They've done really well with the amount of people they've got. Yeah, yeah. Um, and out of all the karting simulators, that's the best one for me. They've yeah. done really well. Um, it's really hard to get something that feels like a kart on mm. a game. It's so difficult, I think. Yeah. But I think they've actually done a pretty decent job with yeah. with Kartcraft, and they're still building that game. I'm not sure exactly where they are now. I think multiplayer's come out. Or oh, you can play with your friends, maybe. Or I don't know if you can do it against other people. I haven't really been yeah. on it for a while, but uh, um, but yeah, Carcraft is um, that's that's continuing to grow. Uh, I always remember them. They, they had it on Project Cars One. You could get a go kart on that, and yeah. they had a number of of, of quite well known go kart circuits um, that were always quite fun. And it was quite hard trying to get a really good viewpoint because um, you can get like a kind of helmet viewpoint. And it, but of course, when your head moves, move, yeah. it, it was quite difficult to kind of keep a, a, a focus. Um, but they were they were quite fun, um, and, and okay, yeah, there was always that one with kind of desert around you, and you end up driving on the sand, and that's, that's about as far as you get. Um, but uh, but no, it's it's amazing how they're how they're how they're coming forward. But um, well, look, it's been absolutely fantastic um, to have you on the show again, and uh, many congratulations for hitting two hundred thousand plus subscribers. Um, who knows what the next target must be? I know you're saying it was a, a trillion, a, thou- a thousand trillion. <laughs> Oh, well, you never know many people in the world. But <laughs> it's pretty good going. It's, it's pretty good going, and and uh, I'm sure I, I speak for all the fans or something that say you know we really enjoy watching your shows and um, definitely to go to the Super GT channel um, because it's it really is fantastic to watch. Great commentary, um, good fun, and a, a wide range of videos that cover lots of different games and and uh, just really good driving um, events and things as well. So no doubt we'll be um, hearing from you again later on in the year, um, and uh, we look forward to seeing your next videos but um so there you have it um you've been listening and on watching as well the car sim and race driver show with me hugh hattrick and my very special guest super gt thanks very much drive fast and try not to crash and we'll see you next week at cardioadvisor.co.uk we can help you save thousands of pounds on your next new car or van and we can also source second-hand cars as well. And we can save you money on car rental, whether it be in the UK and abroad. Just click our rental link on the website. And we'll give you a free gift if you trade in your car with We Buy Any Car using our special website link. So go to the website now and see how much you can save. And it's back to the show. Thanks for listening. For more information, go to cardioadvisor.co.uk and you can see all the special offers that we have on the website. And remember, we have our YouTube channel, which is at QHatTrick, and also we have our podcast on Podbean, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Anchor FM. And if you like what you hear, please like and subscribe to our shows, or you can donate every month for just a pound. Thanks for listening, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye.